0: family, friends, and foes and yes, even foes in the family, it's all right, it goes with the territory. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, this is wait a minute, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third with the standing between the living and the dead service. President of Gospel Light Society International. With the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 544, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day. In chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we are reading Second Chronicles chapter eight verses eleven through eighteen shall we pray? Holy Father God, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And thank you, Lord, for reminding me of good things while I pray. As you always do, it seems to me, most times at least, things that need to be done for the ministry. It is amazing how that once we start praying, you start speaking. And it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. Always. And uh, we thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you." And Lord, I have found that to be true over the past 42 years. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. Please grant me and everybody else who is saved here your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, to read your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, and to preach your Holy Gospel. Thank you for the magnificent uh, services this past week. In spite of the devil, we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And, uh, Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I still pray for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, who has changed a lot. I hope that uh, uh, she is uh, taking this seriously. It seems like she is. And, Lord, we pray that however your Holy Ghost will uh, give her rest until she truly becomes saved and uh, consistent in her uh, uh, growth and uh, faith and and in obedience, for you will help her with that uh, by giving her the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, it is unfortunate that uh, that has not been the case over the past 34 years. Uh, However, she's still alive, and you can do this for her. And she can give her heart to you. And Lord, we have other family members who are not saved as well. Open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls, and change their lives. And Lord, help them to not run away from salvation and you, but to run away from sin and evil. We pray this, Lord, not only for my family, but for families that name the name of Christ across this wicked nation and around this wicked world. Lord, help them to believe the gospel that you preached first and best, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life life. Lord, with little children being killed in one classroom. This makes it, to me, even worse. Uh, All of the children were killed in one classroom. Little children. So sad. Lord, we pray. And I'm with the coach of the Uh, Golden State Warriors. I'm not into all of the platitudes. I'm not into the moments of silence. I'm not into uh, saying these cute little words we say about uh, something like this at all. I understand his frustration. And uh, on their side of the fence, they're more concerned about guns. And uh, and, uh, and and I understand all of that, but uh, the problem is not guns. The problem is your church uh, not doing what it was told to do by you, not loving everybody, not obeying your great commandment, and not obeying the great commission. Uh, and we're not going to witness to people if we don't love them, and we're not. Uh, witnessing the people as we should. Uh, that boy could have gotten saved if the church had done its job across the nation. We're not casting blame on anybody. All of us are guilty. And and, 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 and what you want us to do is to acknowledge that. And uh, instead of out here raping girls and molesting boys and, and, and In your name, God forbid, have mercy and grace upon such wretched people as we are. Uh, Instead of doing that, witnessing to people, loving people, I'm glad the chaplains are going down, the Southern Baptists are sending chaplains down, other organizations are sending chaplains and counselors down. That's all well and good and dandy, but what the church needs to do is we need to humble ourselves and pray. And humbling ourselves means we need to admit that we're the ones who are wrong. We are wrong in America. We are responsible for all of this foolishness. For if the church in America had done its job, Lord, we would not have this constant chaos and demonic foolishness going on. Uh, People who know the times, who understand the times, and who know what to do, they know, they they agree with me. Uh, But see, we as a church, we don't want to take full blame. We want to blame the president and the governors. We want to blame the senators and the gun lobby, and everybody else—we want to point the finger at everybody else, but ourselves. When we know we could have made a difference in this country, we all know it. And and we need to say sorry. I apologize. Not the governors, not the not the uh, police chief and the sheriffs and all of that. We have failed you, God. And, Lord, uh, you're so loving, you don't want us to be too hard on ourselves, but, Lord, you know the truth is, we have totally failed you as a modern-day church. We have failed Jesus Christ, our captain. We have failed your Holy Ghost. We have failed uh, the kingdom of God. We have failed families. We have failed churches. We have failed the government. We have failed the police officers. We have done evil in your sight, every group, uh, every denomination that calls itself a church. And until we truly get a hold of that and stop hedging and and trying to blame others and and so-called leaders in the church, grab hold of that and run with it, Until we get to the point where we take 100% responsibility because you said, Lord Jesus, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are not to put our light under a bushel. And some have put it in the the pastor's office and blown it out. Most churches are dead as 4 o'clock in the morning. 2,000 churches have shut down in Great Britain and thousands more in America, and yet folks are still trying to start churches. God have mercy. What foolishness that we have uh, done in your sight. Only you can help us. And I have called for today, Lord, under your leadership, that the Southern Baptists are not the only ones. Every denomination, red, yellow, black, and white, for we, so we are precious in your sight." I find that hard to say, Lord, because I don't know how you can see us as precious. But you, um, uh, I have called for every denomination to go under the guidepost treatment. I know the guidepost can't handle all that because they do a whole lot of things, but at the same time, one by one, starting with the Catholic Church. and I've called on uh, Nancy Pelosi who can't take communion with these devils, devilish bishops and priests and hypocrites and false prophets and false teachers. And uh, she ought not to take communion being for abortion, but they are not to be giving communion communion being for homosexuality and being homosexuals and rapers of nuns and children. God have mercy. Now, Lord, help me not to get all uh, lit up about this right now because I have to preach right after this. So, Lord, uh, help me to do what you want me to do. Uh, We pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of uh, the grieving and mourning around the world. And Lord, I pray that you would cast out the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, uh, from out of the lives of people uh, who have a problem with this and my own family in our ministry, and in churches across the country, and around the globe. For I am convinced, Lord, now more than ever, that most people in churches are lost. They've never been born again, and some, many, are demon-possessed. That boy killed those children yesterday. Nobody wants to say it. They want to try to uh, uh, find some other reason. He's, he was demon-possessed. Only the devil, Only the devil could use somebody to kill little children. Uh, But we don't want to say that in our sweet little evangelical world. But that's the problem. Uh, Some of our children, even in the church, are demon-possessed, led by the devil. Some have become judases uh, to you and to your work and to those who are trying to do the right thing. And so, Lord, I pray that you will uh, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving. And, Lord, receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name. Lord, I don't think we're even fit to give you glory, praise, and honor. So I'm praying that you would do it yourself. Give yourself all of the glory, praise, and honor that is due you, and help us to do it as well, and help us, Lord, to uh, lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. You might have to right here, you might have to take that thing off, uh, whatever that is. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing 2nd Chronicles chapter 8 verses 11 through 18. And Solomon brought up the daughter of Pharaoh out of the city of David unto the house that he had built for her. For he said, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, because the places are holy unto the ark of the Lord hath come. Then Solomon offered burnt offerings unto the Lord on the altar of the Lord, which he had built before the porch. Even after a certain rate every day, offering according to the commandment of Moses on the Sabbaths and on the new moons and on the solemn feasts three times in the year, even in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and in the Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Tabernacles. And he appointed according to the order of David his father, the courses of the priests to their service, and the Levites to their charges, to praise and minister before the priests as the duty of every day required. The porters also by their courses at every gate, for so had David the man of God commanded. And they departed not from the commandment of the king unto the priests, and Levites concerning any matter or concerning the treasures. Now all the work of Solomon was prepared unto the day of the foundation of the house of the Lord, and until it was finished. So the house of the Lord was perfected. Then went Solomon to Ision Geber, and to Eloth at the seaside in the land of Edom. And Hiram sent him by the hands of his servants' ships and servants that had knowledge of the sea, and they went with the servants of Solomon to Ophir. And took thence four hundred and fifty talents of gold and brought them to King Solomon. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word and how it speaks to our hearts. Help us to remember it throughout this day, to meditate on it, to not cast it behind our backs to obey your holy word, and to apply it to our lives, to understand it and to comprehend it. And, Lord, we pray that lost souls would get saved through it as they hear the gospel right now. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, Family, friends and foes and foes in the family and to the and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the scripture and the sense. Podcast episode number 971 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge Commentary, and or the Matthew-Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Ladies and gentlemen, the aim therefore of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in none other than Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Who said the most powerful, most loving, most important words in the history of the world when he said in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. And Dr. Curtis Hudson said these words are the gospel in a nutshell because, and I have added because Jesus Christ preached the gospel first and best. Notice what he says, God so loved, the world. That means that God is the, uh, this is the history of the gospel. In this one short verse, in those few words, we know where uh, the gospel originated, in the loving heart of God. God so loved the world. That includes you, that includes me, everybody living in this world. Thank God I believe the nineteen children who were killed on yesterday in Uvalde, Texas. What a tragedy. Here on earth, but they went straight to heaven. And God you may be shocked by things, but God is not shocked by anything. The two teachers we don't know about, the adults we don't know about, but the children went to heaven with the Lord, to be with the Lord, and uh, for God so loved the world. Red, yellow, black, and white were all precious in God's sight. He loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son, in other words, He gave up His only begotten Son, who was born of the Virgin Mary. That means that no man had sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born, believe it. He never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed. He was 100% God and 100% man, the God-man. He never, done, he never did anything wrong. He proved that he was God by walking on the water because he made the water. He broke up funerals because he raised the people in the casket from the dead. And there were many witnesses. He fed thousands with a little bit of food multiplied it over and over they had leftovers he was sleep on a boat a storm arose you know how frightening storms can be and so the people on the boat were frightened they wondered whether or not Jesus cared for them he did they woke him up he walked on the deck and said peace be still That means waves, sit down, stop being boisterous, wind, stop making all that scary noise. And the sea and the winds obeyed him. Why? Because he's the God-man, 100% God, 100% man, no half and half. He went to the tomb of Lazarus. And cried Lazarus come forth and the dead came forth he had been dead for several days and he was thinking that's the power of God a few hours later I would imagine he was sitting down at dinner with Jesus Christ cleaned up and ready to dine If you don't know him, I think you need to get to know him. That whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight, believeth in him. Believeth means to trust in, to depend upon, to have faith in, should not perish but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That Jesus Christ suffered blood and died on the cross for your sins, John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who has taken away the sin of the world. He is, in other words, the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who has paid for all of our sin debt, Jews and Gentiles, everybody, and all you have to do is believe in him and believe his gospel that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for our sins. He paid our sin debt. He was buried, and he rose on the third day, and if we believe in him, we will be saved from the hell that we deserve. So pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul and he will. Romans ten nine and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just simple faith, simple belief in Jesus Christ will save your soul. That means you cannot save your soul. When well, I want to be in a church when I get when I get saved, you don't have to be in the church. You can, get, you can get saved right now. When well, I want to get baptized... Uh, you don't need to get baptized to get saved. You get baptized after you are saved. What I want to give a whole lot of money and, and buy my salvation, you don't have enough money. Elon Musk does not have a lo- enough money. Bezos does not have a, enough money to buy this salvation. Jesus paid it all. His blood is priceless. Believe in him. Call on his name and ask him to save you. I'll be glad to lead you in that prayer called the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, for I have done evil in your sight. For I have lied before, I've broken your Ten Commandments by stealing, by lusting after people and things, by dishonoring and disobeying my parents. by dishonoring your name, by taking your holy name in vain. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, the Lord Jesus Christ was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit, and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, beloved, if you have believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ suffered, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God for you, Allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you grow in the faith as a disciple of Christ. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now at this time, we're going to resume the Standing Between the Living and the Dead devotional service, if you will, already in progress. Today, dear friends, we're reading Malachi, chapter 2, verse 17. Holy Father God, we thank you for your holy word. Uh, Grant us your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit uh, to comprehend your holy word and to understand your holy word, and to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Verse 17 we picked up where we pick up where we left off ye have wearied the Lord with your words yet ye say wherein have we wearied him? When ye say everyone that doeth evil is good I went off on this the other day from the word of God in the sight of the Lord and he delighteth in them or where is the God of judgment? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2 verse 17. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and the Bible knowledge commentary. The apparent prosperity of the wicked. All who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord. And the suffering of the righteous is an age-old problem. In the Old Testament, the problem was more pronounced than it is today because God promised Israel material prosperity as a reward for obedience to his law. However, many of these promises were intended for the entire nation and in a society in which the righteous and wicked were mixed. There was opportunity for confusion and misunderstanding in individual cases. Added to this is the fact that God, in His providence, blesses the wicked as well as the righteous as a testimony to Himself. Also, the righteous as well as the wicked suffer because of the fall. And that is so true. The book of Job adds to the dilemma of human suffering the extra dimension of God's dealing with Satan. All of this makes it difficult, apart from known sin in one's life, to determine why a righteous person suffers. My, my, my. The prosperity of the wicked was equally perplexing and was discussed by at least five Biblical writers. Though answers to this problem are not given in these passages, in each case, questions about God's justice are removed by a futuristic perspective. God will come in judgment and punish the wicked, and establish the righteous in his kingdom forever. The Jews in Malachi's day had failed to learn such hope from the holy scriptures. They questioned God's justice by saying that he delights in evil people and by asking where is the God of justice. Yet they were the guilty ones. They were the ones who were unfaithful to him. Here, to God responded by referring to his forthcoming judgment. However, unlike the answers by the righteous biblical writers mentioned earlier, the judgment which Malachi referred to was to be against the hypocritical questioners as well shall we pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for this time together around your Holy Word. For those who just got saved, this is their first Bible study. Help them to grow thereby and to stand strong in the faith by reading your Holy Word, praying without ceasing, believing that you will hear and answer their prayers based upon your holy word ask and ye shall receive seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be open unto you in jesus christ's name we pray and forsake amen you remember that's great wonderful we made a little slight change uh, last week and maybe two weeks ago and um my staff here remembered. Ephesians chapter five, verse 33. A very unique verse in this passage of Holy Scripture, because God commands the man and the woman in this passage. Whereas the other verses, God chooses to speak to certain individuals or groups, uh, or a group like the children, or the wife individual, husband individual, fathers primarily individual, but uh, it includes parents, the husband and the wife. That's how it's supposed to be. In God's economy there are things that are supposed to be, and that's what the rebellious world hates. They don't want it to be God's way. Anyway, anyway, verse 33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And each man can love his wife any way he chooses to. I have a preacher friend, Sammy Madison, he was a You wouldn't think he was a romantic, but he was a romantic. And uh, I'm not a romantic, but he was. He He never tried to make me one. And uh, uh, And he and his wife were a blessing to the ministry. and uh, uh, he helped uh, formulate and build up a gospel light, what is called now Gospelite Society and Ministries International. Back then it was called gospel-like ministries, back in the early 80s. And uh, we worked together to reach people with the gospel. And he did the Bible teaching part. I did the evangelizing. And you do you. Nobody's trying to tell you to do uh, them. uh, But you need to understand that love uh, is not uh letting your wife get away with evil and do evil. and uh, and I know I know that that is the American way. And if you have a wife and you want to be a part of the American way where your wife can just do whatever she wants and go as she pleases and uh, buy cars without any without consulting you, go with her friends without consulting you. If that's what you want to do, you go right ahead. but that's not going to work. Because, believe it or not, your wife is going to feel insecure. Uh, a wife needs a husband who loves her, uh, yes, to take her out on a date, but also to say, no, you don't need to go with your girlfriends tonight to the, to the club or wherever you're going. We have children here. And as uh, one dear sister said, and I told I told her husband, I said, "We at bcnn1.com, we love your wife." I said, "So deal with it. We love your wife too." I said, "So deal with it, but don't worry about it. So don't worry about anything. Uh, we love her for writing this article. Ten things wives need to stop doing. And in, in and in our case, I said is one." Not doing any housework. That's what. That's what he said. That's what she said. Stop. Tr- She's. She slipped it in there. Number nine, I think it was. Uh, don't do all of the housework, all of the chores. Assign him some chores, and nope. ha. <laughs> you messed up on that one, girl, and we we left it out. Like, I mean, that, that's, I, folks been doing that for years, though. Mm. He a big old husky man just got through working out in the oil fields and he got to come wash dishes and cook the food for you. Uh, no, girl, you crazy. <laughs> no, ma'am, uh-uh. And you have not worked anywhere? And even if you did, that's your responsibility as far as I'm concerned. And changing diapers and getting up with the baby at night. No, no, no. Baby, I got to work a hard job. And that, that's even for a preacher like me who's been full time for the Lord. You, you, preacher, you don't look like you're expending much energy. That don't matter what, what, you, what it looks like. <laughs> Every preacher knows. If you preach one hour, that's eight hours a day right there. I have a preacher friend down in... Georgia. He's strong as an ox, and he's 80-something years old. He come from the Mandingo tribe, I believe. He can outrun me today, probably. It's a shame. It's a shame. I'm not telling you what I think. We tried it one time, and he beat me to the mall door when we were in a conference. I, I, I'm older now, so I can tell the truth. When I was younger, I said, I, I, I don't know about that. But he told me that after he preaches on Sunday, he, he takes off on Monday. I, I believe all preachers ought to take off on Monday. Maybe that's the reason why so many people, preachers are leaving the ministry. You don't take off. Especially you white brothers. You work yourself to death. I mean, you pass, some of you past trying to go to church. You, you, you're having heart attacks and all kinds of things. Things going on. Some of you white brothers. I know this now. I know. Because I've seen it. I have friends. Southern Baptist friends who they 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 just work themselves to the bone, and then some take off on Saturday, which I think that's a dumb day to take off on Saturday. Just keep rolling, You keep rolling. Take off on Monday, and I usually enjoy my Monday. I usually take off every Monday too, and then God called me to preach every day, and so that ended that anyway. Then the Bible speaks to wives. God speaks to wives. He commands wives. He already commanded them. A few verses up. But he's doing it again. The same thing with husbands. Lo- loving your wife is a command. Husbands. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. Okay. So you. you uh, so. so wish uh, You know. Whether you. So I don't feel like it. Whether you feel like it. No, it has nothing to do with it. Like all other commandments. Huh. See. See. Uh. Jesus will help you to mature to do things that you don't feel like doing. I have some children here with me today. I know they did not feel like doing some of the work that we do for the Lord and otherwise. But they have been most faithful. Just as faithful as my oldest daughter Danny when she was here and my next oldest daughter Danita faithful, consistent. They get the job, and whether they feel like it or not, whether they're sleepy or not, whether they're tired or not. And I have prayed for them several times recently that God would bless them for their faithfulness to Him, serving in the ministry while they were here. But the Bible says also to the wife, see that she reverence Her husband, she respects her husband. You say, "Well, preacher, has uh, have you always loved your wife?" Yes. I wouldn't be here today if I if if it's not my love. I I know y'all don't like it. I know you women mad as fired me, and some of you women are so evil you want to see me and my wife divorce. You would love to see it. I want to hear that they, they have divorced because I don't like him. He tells all the women to uh, submit to their husbands and respect their husbands and obey their husbands. What' ma what a what, what, uh, uh, planet did he come from here in America? I believe that not my I don't I don't believe my mother-in-law wants to see us get a divorce, but her little sister wants to see us get a divorce. She would love to see it. I have some family members, female family members, would love to see me and my wife get a divorce. I have people in other places, women, not men. They would love it. Ah, we got them now, and you won't have me because I'm I'm going to keep on preaching it. Because I know it's right, and it works. And you ought to stop doing being that way just because you're divorced and separated and uh, married again, uh, two times, three times, whoring around. If you're saved, you're going to feel guilty. If you're not saved and you're a whore, you're not going to feel guilty. You're going to look for the next. See, y'all don't like stuff like that. Because you want me to think that you're so precious. You're so perfect and so uh, wonderful as a woman in the church and so forth. You're not. And you know you're not. And you got girlfriends who will tell you that. And they know you're not. And you don't respect your husband. I told you all last night. My wife showed me the... uh, And and this is the time that you really need to show it. I didn't say anything. We had a surprise visit from my mother-in-law and her uh, demon sister, and uh, now my mother-in-law is reasonable, and she, 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 she is, and I told my wife, I said, your mother, deep down, was proud of you for how you did what the Bible says. They try to get her to go to dinner with them some two hours away and all that kind of thing, and so they can catch up and so on. And I said, and, and, and which is fine, but uh, my wife said, hold on a second, let me check with my husband. Now that's almost like slapping your mother when your mother and your auntie want you to be more independent than that. And so, uh, I, I thought it was. I said, oh, "Who are you?" I said, "You don't normally do stuff like this." <laughs> I said, "What happened? Who? What's your name?" That was my wife. She showed respect at the most important time to her husband, and that is with family folk, who back in the day she would try to show out. Oh, I can do what I want. That kind of thing. Yeah. No, no, and I, I, I and she couldn't <laughs> back then, and uh, and I said it was okay with me, and uh, I even told her, I said, if you want to stay with your mother for a while, or uh, stay with your mother permanently, that's what you want to do. That's between you and the Lord, and. Uh, she just by God's grace, God's miraculous power, turned into a good great wife for that time period. Uh for some reason. God did something. I don't know it was my accumulated prayers that God came through because this was a surprise when we didn't know they were coming. And and, and they and they, they came uh what's that what's that phrase? Uh uh Came to with, with with uh, bear is the word bears in it, and uh, uh, and, 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 and in other words, ready for a battle, and they met the Lord because we were already prayed up, we were trying to have uh, services, and uh, uh, the devil. Was mad and I was glad. That's God. That's God. And again, not so much her, her mother, but that little sister she had with her. She, she, oh, she would love to see uh, my wife leave me and divorce me because you know they all been divorced and remarried and everything else. See, you get once you do that, you divorce and remarry, you divorce. You get messy with God. It's messy. And God does not like it. I said, it don't bother me. That's between you and God. God doesn't like it. That's the only reason why I'm still here. Because I know God's not going to bless me. If I do that. I had a thought the other day. And God said, perish the thought. I, I had a thought. And I'll tell you what the thought is. Now that you have pretty much finished preaching and everything, and you've done your job, you ought to get with a Filipino woman. Don't, you don't need to leave your wife and just have her as a concubine. You deserve it. That's what the devil told me. And my flesh was saying, yeah, uh, how about, about that? And the, de- the, de- uh, that was the, de- the devil told me, and God said, perish the thought. Don't think like that. And that's stupid. <laughs> don't do that. So... Two things. Two commandments and one verse. Husbands, love your wives. That's what God wants you to do. Love your wife. Do you love your wife? Wives, respect your husbands. This dear sister, the ten things women ought to quit doing, she said, stop treating your husband like a uh, uh, she said two things, like he's nothing, that he like he does not have any authority, and then uh, she said something else, stop uh, stop uh, making jokes about your husband and making jokes about the family where your husband always looks like a fool. See, that's disrespectful. You don't respect your husband. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, my mother-in-law came, her sister came. They, they, they have, they have no respect for the authority of man. But see, I walk in my authority. No matter, I, I ain't paying them any attention. Don't bother me at all, cause I know they didn't. And and, they, and all the rebelliousness and stubbornness and meanness, and they, they're going to engage me. Uh, they, they, they put that in their daughter. My daughter. My, 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 daughter, my wife, she has always been that way. Same way. Not as bad as they are. Loud, boisterous, marching around like they uh, walking around uh, for war uh, and so forth and so on. Thank God. She's not uh, just like them, but she has a lot of those traits. Disrespectful of a man, uh, just run off. Here's how you know when your wife is disrespectful. Here you are calmly telling her something, and then she just starts running off their mouth. No, excuse me, no respect, no honor. And see, while you wonder why you don't have the heart of your husband, that's why. You're disrespectful. You don't show him the proper respect. He he can really, you can love him or not love him. But you must show respect to him. And that that translates into love. And I will never back down off of that. I don't care if my mama wants us to get a divorce, her mother wants us to get a divorce. And you're just wicked as the devil if you want that. There are people. Uh, all around us. Who would love to see that. I know I'm not going anywhere. She told me she's not going anywhere. So Give it a rest people. Give it a rest. Now let's close. And, and let's pray while doing so. And uh, pray for other people. This is the most important part uh, other than salvation of this devotional time and the most difficult part. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, for all Christian people everywhere, uh, families, in families, single people. Lord, to do right by you, according to your holy word. We pray, Lord, for the salvation of those who are lost as families, so that they can read your holy word and obey it. Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving, all around the globe. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ and help us all to truly confess our sins and our our disobedience to your great commandment and your great commission. We have failed you. You're very loving. But, Lord, you know we have failed you. We have failed you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have failed families of the world. We have failed the church. We have failed our children. We have failed the governments of the world. We have not done what you commanded us to do. And so, therefore, we are failures. And, Lord, uh, I pray that everybody will begin to understand that in the church and accept that and stop doing the happy talk like everything is all right and it is not. And so Holy Father God I pray also that you would help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins, our evil ways, our nasty ways. Uh, Lord for the truth of the matter is many of us are nasty and wicked and help us Lord to get back to you our first love and Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, We pray for all government officials from the president on down in governments around the world We pray for the peace of Jerusalem We pray that you'll save those who are lost in the ministry of government Revive those who are saved in the ministry of government and give them a backbone and stand up for what is right. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who are demon-filled. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would lead them, guide them, and direct them so that we can have tranquility, domestic tranquility and peace in our communities. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for the police officers in this city, the sheriffs in this county, uh, for Lord, uh, we have uh, uh, more peace than in other cities and counties. And uh, Lord, uh, I have found them to be very respectful and and, and in fact, even uh, loving towards the citizens as it should be. And, uh, Lord, I pray that for other cities as well, all across the country and around the globe. Thank you, Lord, for all of the uh, law enforcement who showed up in Uvalde, a little town, but they came from all over. Thank you, Lord, that this state is equipped to get there and to get there in a hurry to do away with the devilish one and so Holy Father God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray for all Christians who are being persecuted Uh, Lord uh, including us here and around the country and around the globe protect your people from persecution. And those who are going through it, grant them your grace uh, in their trying hours and in their dying hours if that be uh, the case. Let your will be done. And Lord God in heaven, we pray now again for all of the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and now monkeypox plague and uh, hepatitis plague and all kinds of plagues are happening at the same time and proliferating because of our continued evil in the church first and in the nation as well. And so, for Jesus Christ's sake, Lord, we pray not only for these, that you would comfort them and uh, draw them to yourself for salvation all around the globe. We also pray for a few by name. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of California resident, Miguel Perkins, for the family and friends of New Jersey resident, Hayinkzik Jun. we pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident, Ricky Taylor, for the family and friends of Michigan resident, Donna Collette, and we pray for the family and friends of New York resident, Ron Urbanzik. And, Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would comfort them and uh, draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray now for all people who have gotten, uh, all people who have sent in prayer requests, hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers. Uh, We pray for Pastor Ruchivi, uh... You have it? You have it? Okay. Uh, we, we have always prayed for Pastor bushibi and, uh, and uh, he always sends in praise reports and prayer reports, and, uh, and God listens to our prayers and his prayers, and many prayers have been answered. And we thank God for that. But not only that, Pastor Rashibi, he he participates in the services all the way in Kenya. And uh, so uh, I better pray because he's listening. And that's one of the reasons why I think he sends us his praise report every week and prayer requests. And we thank the Lord for that. We pray for Pastor Rashibi for the babies who were dedicated uh, to the Lord to be raised up in the way of the Lord by their parents, and to be taught by the Lord himself. Please bless Pastor Patrick and his wife, Jennifer, who are over the new church in Nairobi, Kenya. Bless them with a good report. And uh, from the meeting in Soroti, thank you, Lord, for Timothy and Melanie's recovery. Thank you for hearing and answering that prayer. Please heal them completely without surgery, deliver them from economic hardships, bless them with peaceful elections, bless them with church construction and financial resources for open-air gospel crusades. Bless them as they fast and pray. We pray for Jensen. Please destroy the works of satan in all of our lives and in his life and give him obedient uh, abundant life and yes an obedient life so that he can have an abundant life completely deliver him from all evil spirits witchcraft help him not to feel lonely give him healing health prosperity and the holy spirit's anointing in his mind so body and life give him complete healing in his mind and thoughts. Bless him with a good job and house. Protect him from the coronavirus plague and continue to protect us all, and thank you for doing so. And now Lord, we pray for Vicki, and uh, we thank you for her. We pray that uh, you would please heal Christy Caution, a nurse who is in heart failure after giving birth uh, birth to twins. And then, Lord, we pray also for all of the people who have gotten saved through the ministry, all of the people who have uh, trusted in Christ as Savior in the thousands. We pray for them all. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be, to be even the disciples you want them to be. Lord, we pray for Augustine, Laurie Lee, Chrissy, Aditha, and Sheik. We also pray for all of the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ, Asalam, Irene, Vishal, Sandil, Teddy, and uh, everybody, Lord, who has rededicated their lives to you and everybody who has gotten saved. Help these to all grow in the faith, to stand strong in the faith, to never get back into a backslidden state, and to follow you and to endure until the end. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. We're going to close uh, just to change over to the uh, Wednesday prayer meeting. And uh, for five minutes. I I don't plan on going anywhere. I'm just going to get some water. And uh, we're going to go right on into that service. By the time you uh, come back in three to five minutes, we'll be praying. So, uh, and we'll go right on into the preaching as well. So let's pray and close out this service. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for doing what you have done. Thank you for the strength that you have given me to do it as well as others. And Lord, we thank you for... Uh, Danica and Danielle as well and uh, the good job that they've done in this service Lord give them your strength to do it once again in Jesus Christ's name we pray uh, glorify your holy name and lift up your holy son the Lord Jesus Christ for it is in his name we pray amen God bless you dear friends